All right, so peace, everybody. How's it going? Monks in the temple, man. My givers, my caregivers out there also. Um, uh, as you know, in the last episode that I recently did, I t- um, titled, um, That's Black People Shit. And we got into the usage of the N-word, as well as just like a few other trinkets, kind of somewhat linked to that. And so um, it, it's, it's funny because I got email uh, from one of my from one of my YouTube one of my YouTube people and um, I don't like to say followers so uh, <laughs> that's why I kind of me blow this up because I'm blind and I need to make sure that I'm reading everything perfectly so let me try to okay um, so I got this email and this this has been brought up before and this was a discussion between um a young a young lady and her daughter now the the lady the the mother is white the daughter i believe is uh poc person of color black i I believe she's black and so i want to read the letter i wanted to read the letter i'm going to leave the names out of course uh, but i wanted to read the letter because i'm sure there are other white parents out there who have adopted black children or maybe who have mixed children. You're married to a black man or Latino or Asian, whatever. And this subject may be an issue. Now understand when you have kids, the kids never ever think the parents know anything. They think we're just oblivious to what happens in the street when a lot of them don't realize that a lot of us, that's where we come from. We, we understand, like for me and my wife, her being from the Philippines, me being from here, we know what it's like in the street. So we know what's going on. The terms may change per se, but it's the same thing. Everything that they've done, we've done already. And so, but they don't understand this. They think that what they do is new or, you know, it's cool. When in actuality, it's a regurgitated form of what we did, what our parents did and what their parents did. And so, Um, I just wanted to read this and it says, Hey monk, just listened to your podcast. And it's funny that this showed up now. Um, this has been a huge debate, um, between me and my 15 year old girl. She lives in this world where whatever, uh, black people say is correct. And I am not allowed to question because I am devaluing their feelings and opinions. Uh, she she came to me because a K-pop group sang a rap song and sang the N-word. Now, you guys heard me talk about that on the last episode, right? Regarding Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Um, I said the exact same thing you said and said, but they were singing the song word for word. I'm going to stop right there. For those who might not have heard, you can go back and listen before what I said is that a, a rap artist puts the N-word or any word for that matter in their song. And they do not expect a white, Asian, or Latino to say that word, then it doesn't need to be put in there. Because your fans are of all colors. And I can tell you now in hip hop, excuse me, in rap, in rap culture, the ratio of whites, Latinos, Asians, or anybody else versus blacks, as far as fans go, the blacks are the, the minority when it comes to the fans. You don't know how many, my son plays hockey in Summerlin, uh, Las Vegas, Summerlin, Nevada, okay? The majority of the people that live over there are Caucasian and Asian. Uh, A lot of Jewish community, some Italian, um, uh, Russian, um, Asian community out there. These people have a lot of money. It's expensive to live there. There's a lot, people have a lot of money there. And the cars that they drive, Tesla, Land Rover, Porsche, um, Mercedes, and I mean, the gunmetal great Jeep, Jeeps, Jeeps that have every bell and whistle you can imagine. Not a regular Jeep, not a, not a regular Rubicon. I'm talking about a Rubicon on some serious tire and, and uh, four-wheel, uh, four-wheel um, kit action with the bags and everything to go with it. They are not playing around. These people have lots of money. I've seen doctors walk in here, dropping their kids off and then heading right back to the hospital and then coming back to pick them up and then taking them home. 
people who own businesses a lot of these people have a lot of money but you when these cars are driving up do you know what's playing in the car trap music rap music i've even heard reggae come out of some of these cars r&b especially hip-hop and we're gonna get into we're gonna get into a hip-hop series um one of these days hopefully soon but hip-hop particularly has infiltrated i've said this before i said it has infiltrated every genre of music you can imagine every single one i've heard um uh, i've heard classical music classical musicians playing jay-z dmx nas like these are orchest orchestras like ensembles playing hip-hop music it has infiltrated every genre of music in every culture um and every demographic okay um so with that being said hip-hop is probably the strongest of all of the genres that is out matter of fact i dare to say it is the strongest genre out there period it is in everything rap is in everything a dj scratch a funky beat breakdown is in everything out there everything commercials i mean for christ's sakes they had a friskies meow oh excuse me frisky meow mix commercial where the cats were doing trap music you ever seen it it's like fucking the cats are doing trap music so this shit is everywhere so with that being said you have to understand that your audience is a majority of people who are not black a majority of them that's where your money comes from when you're buying rolexes and thick chains and 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 mercedes and the drop top and you got the girl in there draped up with the fur and all that other shit with the money that you earn that money comes from people who most likely are not just black okay these are people who are buying your albums go to check the concerts out go look at a concert a, a large-scale concert and see how many black people that you they're sprinkled in there when i mentioned the kendrick lamar concert if you look in the crowd there were hardly that many black people there matter of fact the two people he called on stage i don't think were even black white people have embraced hip-hop culture if not hip-hop culture rap music period and so when you say they emulate it's like uh, and i'm gonna get to i'm not even gonna mention that part yet i'm gonna get to that in a minute they've they've literally embraced this culture so much it's it they haven't stolen anything from hip-hop because hip-hop isn't about being black it's not about being latino it's not about it's about being period that's what the whole culture yeah black people the blacks and latinos who presented hip-hop and like i said when we do hip-hop culture i'm gonna break this down for you because hip-hop is a lot deeper than 1973 okay it's a lot deeper than that it's a lot deeper than bambata and it's a lot deeper than cool herb no disrespect to cool herb he did a lot for the bronx when it comes to hip-hop culture he brought the people together at a time when we needed it the bronx needed it and herc and a few others made that shit happen with hip-hop culture but when we get into the deep talks about hip-hop culture it's deeper than that and we'll get into that on another segment um regarding hip-hop culture but right now let's stick to this so with that being said when i said uh on the last episode on episode five that if you're going to put this word in there expect that it's going to be said by other groups not only and you know what we don't even have to go with the rap shit because i've heard umbro from from uh what is it hot 97 whatever radio station he's on when they talked about asians using the n-word and and he said he didn't like it he said that was that's what that's what made me come up with the title that's black people shit he didn't like it because he said that's black people shit i don't think they should be saying it which is and i, I think umbro is a great dude he's a great he's probably a, a, a nice dude but i thought that was the most ignorant statement i had ever heard and i'm gonna tell you why because again the word does not belong to black people we never owned it there are a lot of black people out there that will tell you this but there are a lot of other black people that say no 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 and uh, and uh, and I'm gonna I'm just call it out the reason why a lot of people don't want to accept that as an answer is they want to continue they're so it, they're so stuck in it that they want to continue to use it not even so much because they think they have to but because they live in a society that 
has accepted that as part of their language. Like, yo, okay, well, that's black culture. No, it's not. The word nigga is not black culture. It is, if anything, degrading to black culture. And so when people say, well, that's black culture, that, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It is the stupidest, the stupidest thing that you could possibly tell anybody that that's black culture. You know, that is an ignorant statement. Doesn't mean that you're ignorant. You just made an ignorant statement. So I don't want to say that you're ignorant. I just want to say that you made an ignorant statement when you say something like that. It's not black culture. If any, it's degrading to black culture, but it's not black culture. It, the fact that black people have been using it for decades is literally something like i get it like i said i've used it before i not nearly as much as i've seen other people use it but i've used it and i definitely have used it in rap um i now when i write you don't hear it you don't hear it um i think the last time i used it was when i was with my group epidemic massive and i used it in a couple of songs where i was trying to deliver a message regarding the relationship between black uh black people and uh the police the police force and so um i wanted to make sure that um i wanted to make sure that that was that threw that in there as a, not even as an aesthetic but because the language was appropriate for the characters that i was portraying in that song so i had to do that um but when it comes down to black culture and us owning it or taking back ownership of it that is a lie that is a lie. It's a lie. It's false. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, I don't even have another word for it, but it's, it's not what, what you say it is. Um, black culture, if anything, is supposed to be creative, pure, um, innovative, um, evolutionary, revolutionary, um, in a sense, Original, there's, there's something about black culture, American black culture, that we would take things, for instance, style, our style of clothing, right? So when we look at clothing, right, go back to the days where poor black people lived in America, right? Um, let's say just after slavery or even during slavery, right? When you're giving, given the scraps of anything right one shirt one tie maybe you know what i mean you have one suit you wore and you kept that suit clean you had to keep that suit clean for sunday service and if you were about to take a girl out or your wife out somewhere you wanted to make sure you look good right and because blacks and i'm not a historian or anything like that so don't dig into me about black history because i'm not very good at that per se is when blacks had nothing they had to create something just for blacks because we weren't allowed to do it anywhere else it's not that we didn't want to do it anywhere else we weren't allowed to do it anywhere else and so we had to create our own that includes clothing so when you talk when you look at fashion and like the, the bagginess and the pen you know the, the the pencil skirts and all that stuff it's stuff that's been out already except we had to somehow create our own style because we had to work with scraps and when you work with scraps you got to get creative with scraps to make it look presentable right uh food right when we look at food when you look at the the the, the culture the, the the let me see when you look at the culture of food in, in in black society what is it it's a lot of fatty foods a lot of food that really really honestly is not good for us at all this is why we have such a high diabetes rate high cancer rate things like that is because the food that we eat based off of our culture based off the traditions and the history of black people makes us a lot of us sick and we believe this is how we do that's the word we hear. this is how we do this is us this is black people this is how this is how my mama cooked and her mama cooked and her mama mama's cooked and that's how we eat this is what we do this is black people's food this is black people's shit. and so we eat not realizing that there are consequences to this when you look at churches look how baptist churches black baptist churches the same concept all the time black christianity isn't a part of african culture it wasn't wasn't a part of by African culture. That wasn't until we got here that, or, or um, when I believe when they got to Africa, that that religion was put in place. But you see a lot of black churches and the same, go to every black church, they're almost identical. 
They're copycats of a copycat of a copycat. It's like Xeroxing a Xerox of a Xerox of another Xerox. And everything is the same. It's so formatted. It's so uniform. It's all the same. And nobody questions why. Like, why is it like that? And no, instead of saying, why is that's crazy? Like, uh, instead of saying that or questioning it, they say, oh, that's black people shit. Same with this. With the N word. You, know, you can't say the N word. Why? Well, because that's black people shit. Well, to an extent, yeah, because back in the day, only black people said it. Puerto Ricans, I know in New York, Puerto Ricans will say it. It took time, but Puerto Ricans will say it too. Because why? They were almost considered like the Latino brother of black people, at least from my understanding in New York City. That's how it was like. You didn't hear the Jews say it unless they were saying nigger and wanted you to get the fuck out of their neighborhood. I don't even I don't even want to say the Jews would say that. But the Italians, definitely. You did not go to Little Italy or else you got your ass beat right in the middle of the street and the police weren't coming to pick you up. And if they did, they would pick you up and drop you off in your street. Not take you to the hospital. Drop in. This, these are facts. Ask anybody in New York City. You did not go to Little Italy in the 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s. No black people. None. Period. And I, I was born in 67 and you still couldn't go to Little Italy in the 70s. You couldn't do it. And so, um, you, but you didn't hear them say, yo, what's up, my nigga? Like I said, that term alone did not come until later because in my time in elementary school and junior high school, nobody said, yo, that's my nigga right there. Yo, what's up, my nigga? Whenever you heard that word, mostly most of the cats in school would be like, yo, what's up, God? Yo, what's up, homeboy? What's up, God? What's up, brother? That's what you're, what's up, blood? Those are the words you heard that signified you were my friend, you were my partner. Whenever you heard the N-word, like I said before, it was time to get the fuck off the street because somebody was about to get shot or beat down. When you heard that word, fuck that nigga. It was time, something was about to go down. There was nothing peaceful about that word when you heard it. There was no term of endearment. It was just an ass whipping or stabbing or shooting about the perfect about to come down and you needed to get out the way and hope they weren't talking to you so um when when people say um you can't say that or you can't say it, it's in the rap tell the rapper or the singer or whoever it is don't put it in there or else it will be saying these are the fans right these people pay for your music right so now you can ooh. Sorry. So now you don't want them to sing a song that you wrote, but you want them to buy it? Then tell them don't buy the song. It's black people shit, right? So tell them, yo, this is black people shit. Don't buy it. Or make a version that doesn't have the word in it. And then sell the one with the word in it to black people only so that they can repeat the words. Right. If we go, if we want to go there, people, I know people are going to be like, yo, you stupid. That's some dumb shit. You know, you're Uncle Tom. You can call me whatever the fuck you want. The facts are the facts. You can say whatever you want. Me, I don't give a shit. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And the fact that somebody would even say that because, again, and we'll get to that in this letter because it's in something is in this letter. I'm going to talk about that. The fact that you would even say that it makes you a moron from get go because you basically just confirm what I'm saying some black people not all because like I said there are black people out there that would tell you when I was in in 2014 I was in Seattle for a hip-hop event with my man Chasm King Chasm out there my man Melquez was there um, and I had the best opportunity one of the one of the best opportunities in my life and that was to hang out with Curtis Blow for two days all of it. We went, we picked him up from the airport and he stayed, he stayed in a, a motel just down the street, uh, not down, down the street from the venue we were going to be at the next day. And um, I can show you, I'll put the matter of fact, uh, I, I, I'll post the picture up. <laughs> I'll post the picture up on the teaser for this particular episode. You can see I'm sitting right next to Curtis Blow and um, Music Girl and we were interviewing him at a, at a brunch um, restaurant at a restaurant where we had brunch excuse me one of the things that I remember um, doing is that we just happened the next day to take Curtis Blow to a record shop he wanted to buy some some records so we we went there it's on film I got it on on you on uh, Facebook where we, I'm, I'm I've got my camera up and I'm walking behind Curtis Blow as he's buying records and ordering food 
right? And um, after that, we go to the University of Washington, right? And we happen to stumble upon a classroom with a bunch of young black students. And in this room, the discussion, the topic of discussion was how to rid, these are young black students, how to rid, let me make sure my mic is turned down. The discussion was how to rid the N-word from black culture, how to replace it with something a little bit more positive. What could we do? These young kids, these young youngsters, these young black people were trying to figure out what to do to get this thing out of our vocabulary. And this was in 2014. These kids couldn't have been no older than 20 years old. And there was about 12 to 15 with them. Me, Chasm, Melquez, uh, a couple of other cats, um, uh, Curtis Blow. Um, and it was a couple of other dudes. I wish I could remember the names, but I think I still got the picture somewhere. In any case, um, I might even post that picture. I'm gonna try to find that picture and post it here so you guys will see it. Um, and I was in shock, like, whoa, check this out. These are young black students talking about how to change a, neg a, a, a culture and not take a word and possess ownership of something that can never be made positive. Like, are you kidding me? You can't make that word positive. And if you wanna use the word nigga, to rep to replace the word brother then why why be lazy why do that why just not say brother <laughs> why not just say that or my friend or my pal why because it's not cool right it doesn't sound cool yo what's up my buddy what's up my pal what's up my brother you can say what's up my brother that's been out for decades and people have been using that since the early 50s i mean you can use that you can go back you can go back to using that you can take ownership of that but to take ownership of something like and then and then have the nerve to say, oh, well, we we're taking back ownership. We're taking back ownership of that and, and changing it to no, you can't. No, it doesn't work like that. It'll never work like that. It'll never work like that. Um, OK, so <laughs> like I said, you don't want people to sing it. Don't put it in the song. Bottom line, period. Um, let me continue. She said. They should have just ignored that word. I, I told her then the rapper should have not put it in their song, which is exactly what I said. If not, all the listeners were able to sing along to all of the song. That makes no sense. It doesn't. Uh, she told me that that is part, that is, excuse me. She told me that that is their culture and it is disrespectful to tell them not to use the word. It is just, just like I, she said, just like you said, she is with the belief that they are taking control of the word and that people can't use it but them. <laughs> if you tell a black person it's disrespectful for you, you to, for you to use the n-word that the white man gave you because he basically thought you were a monkey and were no good and could never be anything less anything more than a scrap of dirt on his boot. It's disrespectful to use that word. This right here is when you hear something like this this is word of mouth. This is this. There's no article or anything like that. There's no nobody. There's no mandate, no law or anything that makes a statement like this that says it's against the law in black culture for you to tell another black person they can't use the N word. There's no there, none. This is some made up shit that somebody made. And it's like the game telephone. It just went around and around until all of a sudden became fact to some people. That's that's pretty much what happened. Um, and she goes on to say, since she is a white female, she tried to use an example that was uh, close to me. Uh, I told her that nowhere in the world do I agree with the use of the word bitch as a term of endearment. She states she gets offended when she watches shows, movies, and songs where women are calling themselves the word bitch. Uh, what's up, my bitch? Or that's my bitch. She says, I swear I struggled parenting a child in this time. We went on to argue that again, women are taking the power back from the word. <laughs> I told her the definition of a female dog. So you're okay, she says. So she told her, so you are okay with women calling each other a dog. She says she rolled her, her daughter rolled her eyes and said, it's not the same thing. <laughs> Let me tell you something. 
if you walked up, I don't care what color the female is. If you walk and oh wait, let me wait, let me finish. Then she went on to tell. Here's where here's where you can tell the. Ex Remember what I said with the N word. Here's where you can tell that the excuse is made up to justify the means. Okay, I said the same thing about the N word. So, uh, so she says, let me read this again. So you are okay with women calling each other a dog? Uh, the daughter rolled her eyes and said, it's not the same thing. And then went on to tell her that it's okay for women to use the word and not men. I don't know. Is it, it, it's weird. Am I sensing some kind of like hypocrisy here? Um, because men have used it derogatory. And, and for for uh, the lady, you know who you are, and I know I know who you are. For the lady, I don't mean to laugh, but I have to. I have to, because the fact that you would say, "Wait, you can tell white people not to use the N word, right? <laughs> they can't use the N word because the N word belongs to black people, but the N word derives from a derogatory word. But the men can't use it." He said the men can't use it because men have used it in derogatory, in, in, in a derogatory term, in a derogatory way, excuse me, have used the term in a derogatory way, right? Well, is so you're telling me the reason why white people can't use it is because white people have used it in a derogatory way. Well, so are black people. Black people have used it in a derogatory way as well. Like I told you back in the day, that was not a word that represented a homeboy at all. You was something that was about to go down. When somebody called you a nigga, they meant it. They meant it no differently than the white slave master did. No differently. There was no change in it whatsoever. Um, it just became one of those things. It just, you know. Um, so, <laughs> so um, the, the fact, and here's the thing. You do, you see this a lot again. You see this a lot in hip hop. Uh, I'm that boss bitch. I'm that badass bitch. I'm that a bitch is a female dog. Tell me another definition for it. Well, tell me another definition for it. And don't tell me, oh, a bitch. It's like, you know, I'm that chick. Okay, well, then say I'm that chick. Or I'm like she says here. It, it, she lives, she says, I live in the same world as you. Don't use a word limited to a specific group. Not the N word, not the B word. I mean, come i am she says she i am so sick and tired of hearing i am a boss ass bitch why not something like i am a badass woman i am an empowered woman why can't you say that why would you use i'm a boss ass bitch when you could replace it with so many other positive words why would you use that why because that is the new that is the thing that is the trending thing it's on it's printed on shirts for Christ's sakes. And there'll be, here's another crazy thing. There will be some people, I've seen women who wear a shirt that says queen, blessed, black, beautiful, right? But when they start talking, if you piss them off and they start talking, it's like the words on that shirt just melted off. <laughs> it's like they just melted off and the only word that was left there was black all the other words just drizzled off the shirt and it's like look first of all you don't need a shirt to represent who you are you don't need to label yourself to tell people who you are they should know by looking at you that you're a queen they should know by looking at you that you're a boss they should know by looking at you that you're beautiful regardless of your size regardless of your cup skin color any of that they should know exactly what type of person you are just by looking at you even when you speak we're going to get on that as well even when you speak they should know immediately you don't have to wear it on a shirt and the shirt the place where you got that shirt from is owned by a korean <laughs> that's what's funny you buy a shirt that says queen black queen blessed blah blah i'm this i'm a boss ass bitch and you know who owns that shop the koreans own it they get those shirts mass mass produced over in Korea for nothing, or you can actually you can do it here too. I know in LA you can go down to the garment district over there, and they have warehouses with lines of sewing machines, and there's Mexicans in there sewing that shit up, ran by a Korean and sold to black people. 
I've seen I'm, I've seen it. I know clothes. I I know clothing of uh, people who have made clothing, fuck clothing, third rail. All those cats. I used to hang out with them. I know exactly how that. Alright, so peace everybody. How's it going? Monks in the temple, man. My givers, my caregivers out there also. Um, uh, as you know, in the last episode that I recently did, I um, titled um, That's Black People Shit. And we got into the usage of the N-word, as well as just like a few other trinkets kind of somewhat linked to that. And so um, it, it's, it's funny because I got email uh, from one of my from one of my YouTube one of my YouTube people and um, I don't like to say followers so uh, <laughs> that's why I kind of me blow this up because I'm blind and I need to make sure that I'm reading everything perfectly so try to okay um, so I got this email and this this has been brought up before and this was a discussion between um a young a young lady and her daughter now the the lady the the mother is white the daughter i believe is uh poc person of color black i, I believe she's black and so i want to read the letter <clears throat> i wanted to read the letter i'm going to leave the names out of course uh, but i wanted to read the letter because i'm sure there are other white parents out there who have adopted black children or maybe who have mixed children you're married to a black man or latino or asian whatever and this subject may be an issue now understand when you have kids the kids never ever think the parents know anything they think we're just oblivious to what happens in the street when a lot of them don't realize that a lot of us that's where we come from we, we understand, like for me and my wife, her being from the Philippines, me being from here, we know what it's like in the street. So we know what's going on. The terms may change per se, but it's the same thing. Everything that they've done, we've done already. And so, but they don't understand this. They think that what they do is new or, you know, it's cool. When in actuality, it's a regurgitated form of what we did, what our parents did and what their parents did. And so, um, I just wanted to read this and it says, hey, Monk, just listened to your podcast. And it's funny that this showed up now. Um, this has been a huge debate um, between me and my 15 year old girl. She lives in this world where whatever uh, black people say is correct. And I am not allowed to question because I am devaluing their feelings and opinions. Uh, uh, she she came to me because a K-pop group sang a rap song and sang the N-word. Now, you guys heard me talk about that on the last episode, right? Regarding Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Um, I said the exact same thing you said and said, but they were singing the song word for word. I'm going to stop right there. For those who might not have heard, you can go back and listen before what I said is that a, a rap artist puts the N-word or any word for that matter in their song. And they do not expect a white, Asian, or Latino to say that word, then it doesn't need to be put in there. Because your fans are of all colors. And I can tell you now in hip hop, excuse me, in rap, in rap culture, the ratio of whites, Latinos, Asians, or anybody else versus blacks, as far as fans go, the blacks are the, the minority when it comes to the fans. You don't know how many, my son plays hockey in Summerlin, uh, Las Vegas, Summerlin, Nevada, okay? The majority of the people that live over there are Caucasian and Asian. Uh, a lot of Jewish community, some Italian, um, uh, Russian, um, Asian community out there. These people have a lot of money. It's expensive to live there. There's a lot, people have a lot of money there. And the cars that they drive, Tesla, Land Rover, Porsche, um, Mercedes, and I mean 
the gunmetal great Jeep Jeeps Jeeps that have every bell and whistle you can imagine. Not a regular Jeep, not a not a regular Rubicon. I'm talking about a Rubicon on some serious tire and and uh, four wheel uh, four wheel um, kit action with the bags and everything to go with it. They are not playing around. These people have lots of money. I've seen doctors walk in here, dropping their kids off and then heading right back to the hospital and then coming back to pick them up and then taking them home. People who own businesses, a lot of these people have a lot of money, but you, when these cars are driving up, do you know what's playing in the car? Trap music, rap music. I've even heard reggae come out of some of these cars. R&B especially hip-hop and we gonna get in the, we're gonna get into a hip-hop series um, one of these days hopefully soon but hip-hop particularly has infiltrated I've said this before I said it has infiltrated every genre of music you can imagine every single one I've heard um, uh, I've heard classical music classical musicians playing Jay-Z DMX Nas like these are orchest orchestras like ensembles playing hip-hop music it has infiltrated every genre of music in every culture um and every demographic okay um so with that being said hip-hop is probably the strongest of all of the genres that is out matter of fact i dare to say it is the strongest genre out there period it is in everything rap is in everything a dj scratch a funky beat breakdown is in everything out there everything commercials i mean for christ's sakes they had a frisky's meow oh excuse me frisky's meow mix commercial where the cats were doing trap music meow 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 meow, meow. you ever seen it it's like fucking the cats are doing trap music so this shit is everywhere so with that being said you have to understand that your audience is a majority of people who are not black a majority of them that's where your money comes from when you're buying rolexes and thick chains and 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 mercedes and the drop top and you got the girl in there draped up with the fur and all that other shit with the money that you earn that money comes from people who most likely are not just black okay these are people who are buying your albums go to check the concerts out go look at a concert a, a large-scale concert and see how many black people that you they're sprinkled in there when i mentioned the kendrick lamar concert if you look in the crowd there were hardly that many black people there matter of fact the two people he called on stage i don't think were even black white people have embraced hip-hop culture if not hip-hop culture rap music period and so when you say they emulate it's like uh, and i'm gonna get to i'm not even gonna mention that part yet i'm gonna get to that in a minute they they literally embrace this culture so much is it they haven't stolen anything from hip-hop because hip-hop isn't about being black it's not about being latino it's not about it's about being period that's what the whole culture yeah black people the blacks and latinos who presented hip-hop and like i said when we do hip-hop culture i'm gonna break this down for you because hip-hop is a lot deeper than 1973 okay it's a lot deeper than that it's a lot deeper than bambata and it's a lot deeper than cool herb no disrespect to cool herb he did a lot for the bronx when it comes to hip-hop culture he brought the people together at a time when we needed it the bronx needed it and herc and a few others made that shit happen with hip-hop culture but when we get into the deep talks about hip-hop culture it's deeper than that and we'll get into that on another segment um regarding hip-hop culture but right now let's stick to this so with that being said when i said uh on the last episode or episode five that if you're going to put this word in there expect that it's going to be said by other groups not only and you know what we don't even have to go with the rap shit because i've heard umbro from from uh what is it hot 97 whatever radio station he's on when they talked about asians using the n-word and and he said he didn't like it he said that was that's what that's what made me come up with the title that's black people shit he didn't like it because he said that's black people shit i don't think they should be saying it which is and i, I think umbro is a great dude he's a great he's probably a, a, a nice dude but i thought that was the most ignorant statement i had ever heard and i'm gonna tell you why because again the word does not 
belong to black people. We never owned it. There are a lot of black people out there that will tell you this, but there are a lot of other black people that say, no, no, no. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm going to just call it out. The reason why a lot of people don't want to accept that as an answer is they want to continue. They're so, it, they're so stuck in it that they want to continue to use it. Not even so much because they think they have to, but because they live in a society that has accepted that as part of their language. Like, yo, okay, well, that's black culture. No, it's not. The word nigga is not black culture. It is, if anything, degrading to black culture. And so when people say, well, that's black culture, that, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It is the stupidest, the stupidest thing that you could possibly tell anybody that that's black culture. You know, that is an ignorant statement. Doesn't mean that you're ignorant. You just made an ignorant statement. So I don't want to say that you're ignorant. I just want to say that you made an ignorant statement when you say something like that. It's not black culture. If any, it's degrading to black culture, but it's not black culture. It, the fact that black people have been using it for decades is literally something like i get it like i said i've used it before I, not nearly as much as i've seen other people use it but i've used it and i definitely have used it in rap um i now when i write you don't hear it you don't hear it um i think the last time i used it was when i was with my group epidemic massive and i used it in a couple of songs where i was trying to deliver a message regarding the relationship between black uh black people and uh the police the police force and so um i wanted to make sure that um i wanted to make sure that that was that threw that in there as a, not even as an aesthetic but because the language was appropriate for the characters that i was portraying in that song so i had to do that um but when it comes down to black culture and us owning it or taking back ownership of it that is a lie that is a lie. It's a lie. It's false. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, I don't even have another word for it, but it's, it's not what, what you say it is. Um, black culture, if anything, is supposed to be creative, pure, um, innovative, um, evolutionary, revolutionary, um, in a sense, Original, there's, there's something about black culture, American black culture, that we would take things, for instance, style, our style of clothing, right? So when we look at clothing, right, go back to the days where poor black people lived in America, right? Um, let's say just after slavery or even during slavery, right? When you're giving, given the scraps of anything right one shirt one tie maybe you know what i mean you have one suit you wore and you kept that suit clean you had to keep that suit clean for sunday service and if you were about to take a girl out or your wife out somewhere you wanted to make sure you look good right and because blacks and i'm not a historian or anything like that so don't dig into me about black history because i'm not very good at that per se is when blacks had nothing they had to create something just for blacks because we weren't allowed to do it anywhere else it's not that we didn't want to do it anywhere else we weren't allowed to do it anywhere else and so we had to create our own that includes clothing so when you talk when you look at fashion and like the, the bagginess and the pen you know the, the the pencil skirts and all that stuff it's stuff that's been out already except we had to somehow create our own style because we had to work with scraps and when you work with scraps you got to get creative with scraps to make it look presentable right uh food right when we look at food when you look at the the the, the culture the, the the let me see when you look at the culture of food in 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 black society what is it it's a lot of fatty foods a lot of food that really really honestly is not good for us at all this is why we have such a high diabetes rate high cancer rate things like that is because the food that we eat based off of our culture based off the traditions and the history of black people makes us a lot of us sick and we believe this is how we do that's the word we hear. this is how we do this is us this is black people this is how this is how my mama cooked and her mama cooked and her mama mama's cooked and that's how we eat this is what we do this is black people's food this is black people's shit. 
And so we eat not realizing that there are consequences to this. When you look at churches, look how Baptist churches, black Baptist churches, the same concept all the time. Black Christianity isn't a part of African culture. It wasn't. It wasn't a part of black African culture. That wasn't until we got here that or, or um, when I believe when they got to Africa, that that religion was put in place. But you see a lot of black churches and the same, go to every black church. They're almost identical. They're copycats of a copycat of a copycat. It's like Xeroxing a Xerox of a Xerox of another Xerox. And everything is the same. It's so formatted. It's so uniform. It's all the same. And nobody questions why. Like, why is it like that? And no, instead of saying, why is that's crazy? Like, uh, instead of saying that or questioning it, they say, oh, that's black people shit. Same with this with the n you know you can't say the n-word why well because that's black people shit well to an extent yeah because back in the day only black people said it puerto ricans i know in new york puerto ricans will say it it took time but puerto ricans will say it too because why they were almost considered like the latino brother of black people at least from my understanding in new york city that's how it was like you didn't hear the jews say it unless they were saying nigger and wanted you to get the fuck out of their neighborhood I don't even I don't even want to say the Jews would say that but the Italians definitely you did not go to Little Italy or else you got your ass beat right in the middle of the street and the police weren't coming to pick you up and if they did they would pick you up and drop you off in your street not take you to the hospital drop in this these are facts ask anybody in New York City you did not go to Little Italy in the 50 40s 50s 60s no black people none period and I, I was born in 67 and you still couldn't go to Little Italy in the 70s you couldn't do it and so, um, you, but you didn't hear them say, yo, what's up, my nigga? Like I said, that term alone did not come until later because in my time in elementary school and junior high school, nobody said, yo, that's my nigga right there. Yo, what's up, my nigga? Whenever you heard that word, mostly most of the cats in school would be like, yo, what's up, God? Yo, what's up, homeboy? What's up, God? What's up, brother? That's what you're, what's up, blood? Those are the words you heard that signified you were my friend, you were my partner. Whenever you heard the N-word, like I said before, it was time to get the fuck off the street because somebody was about to get shot or beat down. When you heard that word, fuck that nigga, it was time, something was about to go down. There was nothing peaceful about that word when you heard it. There was no term of endearment. It was just an ass whipping or stabbing or shooting about the perfect about to come down and you needed to get out the way and hope they weren't talking to you. So um, when when people say um, you can't say that or you can't say it, it's in the rap, tell the rapper or the singer or whoever it is, don't put it in there or else it will be saying these are the fans, right? These people pay for your music, right? So now you can. So now you don't want them to sing a song that you wrote, but you want them to buy it? Then tell them don't buy the song. It's black people shit, right? So tell them, yo, this is black people shit. Don't buy it. Or make a version that doesn't have the word in it. And then sell the one with the word in it to black people only so that they can repeat the words. Right? If we go, if we want to go there, people, I know people are going to be like, yo, you stupid. That's some dumb shit. You know, you're Uncle Tom. You can call me whatever the fuck you want. The facts are the facts. You can say whatever you want. Me, I don't give a shit. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And the fact that somebody would even say that because, again, and we'll get to that in this letter because it's in something's in this letter. I'm going to talk about that. The fact that you would even say that, it makes you a moron from get-go because you basically just confirm what I'm saying. Some black people, not all, because like I said, there are black people out there that would tell you when I was in, in 2014, I was in Seattle for a hip hop event with my man Chasm. King Chasm out there, my man Melquez was there. Um, and I had the best opportunity, one of, the, one of the best opportunities in my life. And that was to hang out with Curtis Blow for two days. All of us. We went, we picked him up from the airport and he stayed, he stayed in a, a motel just down the street, uh, not down, down the street from the venue we were gonna be at the next day. And um, I can show you, I'll put the matter of fact, uh, I, I, I'll post a picture up. <laughs> I'll post a picture up on the teaser for this particular episode. You can see I'm sitting right next to Curtis Blow and um, 
Music Girl, and we were interviewing him at a, at a brunch um, restaurant, at a restaurant where we had brunch, excuse me. One of the things that I remember um, doing is that we just happened the next day to take Curtis Blow to a record shop. He wanted to buy some some records, so we, we went there. It's on film. I got it on on you on uh, Facebook, where we, I'm I'm I've got my camera up and I'm walking behind Curtis Blow as he's buying records and ordering food, right? And um, after that, we go to the University of Washington, right? And we happen to stumble upon a classroom with a bunch of young black students, and in this room. The discussion, the topic of discussion was how to rid, these are young black students, how to rid, let me make sure my mic is turned down. The discussion was how to rid the N-word from black culture, how to replace it with something a little bit more positive. What could we do? These young kids, these young youngsters, these young black people were trying to figure out what to do to get this thing out of our vocabulary. And this was in 2014. These kids couldn't have been no older than 20 years old. And there was about 12 to 15 with them. Me, Kazem Melquez, uh, a couple of other cats, um, uh, Curtis Blow. Um, and there was a couple of other dudes. I wish I could remember the names, but I think I still got the picture somewhere. In any case, um, I might even post that picture. I'm going to try to find that picture and post it here so you guys will see it. Um, and I was in shock, like, whoa, check this out. These are young black students talking about how to change a, neg a, a culture and not take a word and possess ownership of something that can never be made positive. Like, are you kidding me? You can't make that word positive. And if you want to use the word nigga, to rep, to replace the word brother, then why why be lazy? Why do that? Why just not say brother? <laughs> why not just say that? Or my friend or my pal? Why? Because it's not cool, right? It doesn't sound cool. Yo, what's up, my buddy? What's up, my pal? What's up, my brother? You can say what's up, my brother. That's been out for decades, and people have been using that since the early 50s. I mean, you can use that. You can go back. You can go back to using that. You can take ownership of that. But to take ownership of something like and then and then have the nerve to say, oh, well, we we're taking back ownership. We're taking back ownership of that and, and changing it to no, you can't. No, it doesn't work like that. It'll never work like that. It'll never work like that. Um, OK, so <laughs> like I said, you don't want people to sing it. Don't put it in the song. Bottom line, period. Um, let me continue. She said. They should have just ignored that word. I, I told her then the rapper should have not put it in their song, which is exactly what I said. If not, all the listeners were able to sing along to all of the song. That makes no sense. It doesn't. Uh, she told me that that is part, that is, excuse me. She told me that that is their culture and it is disrespectful to tell them not to use the word. It is just, just like I, she said, just like you said, she is with the belief that they are taking control of the word and that people can't use it but them. <laughs> if you tell a black person it's disrespectful for you, you just, for you to use the n-word that the white man gave you because he basically thought you were a monkey and were no good and could never be anything less anything more than a scrap of dirt on his boot. It's disrespectful to use that word. This right here is when you hear something like this this is word of mouth. This is this. There's no article or anything like that. There's no nobody. There's no mandate, no law or anything that makes a statement like this that says it's against the law in black culture for you to tell another black person they can't use the N word. There's no there, none. This is some made up shit that somebody made. And it's like the game telephone. It just went around and around until all of a sudden became fact to some people. That's that's pretty much what happened. Um, and she goes on to say, since she is a white female, she tried to use an example that was uh, close to me. Uh, I told her that nowhere in the world do I agree with the use of the word bitch as a term of endearment. She states she gets offended when she watches shows, movies, and songs where women are calling themselves the word bitch. Uh, what's up, my bitch? Or that's my bitch. 
She says, I swear I struggled parenting a child in this time. We went on to argue that again, women are taking the power back from the word. <laughs> I told her the definition of a female dog. So you're okay, she says. So she told her, so you are okay with women calling each other a dog. She says she rolled her, her daughter rolled her eyes and said, it's not the same thing. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you walk up, I don't care what color the female is. If you walk and oh wait, let me wait, let me think. Then she went on to tell. Here's where here's where you can tell the. Ex Remember what I said with the N word. Here's where you can tell that the excuse is made up to justify the means. Okay, I said the same thing about the N word. So, uh, so she says, let me read this again. So you are okay with women calling each other a dog? Uh, the daughter rolled her eyes and said, it's not the same thing. And then went on to tell her that it's okay for women to use the word and not men. I don't know, is it, it, it's weird. Am I sensing some kind of like hypocrisy here? Um, because men have used it derogatory. <laughs> and, and for, for uh, the lady, you know who you are and I know, I know who you are. For the lady, I don't mean to laugh, but I have to. I have to, because the fact that you would say, wait, you can tell white people not to use the N-word, right? <laughs> they can't use the N-word because the N-word belongs to black people, but the N-word derives from a derogatory word. But the men can't use it. He said the men can't use it because men have used it in derogatory, in, in, in a derogatory term, in a derogatory way, excuse me, have used the term in a derogatory way. Right. Well, is so you're telling me the reason why white people can't use it is because white people have used it in a derogatory way. Well, so are black people. Black people have used it in a derogatory way as well. Like I told you back in the day, that was not a word that represented a homeboy at all. You were something that was about to go down when somebody called you a nigga. They meant it. They meant it no differently than the white slave master did no differently there was no change in it whatsoever um it just became one of those things it just you know um so <laughs> so um the the fact and here's the thing you do you see this a lot again you see this a lot in hip-hop uh i'm that boss bitch i'm that badass bitch i'm that a bitch is a female dog tell me another definition for it Tell me another definition for it. And don't tell me, oh, a bitch. It's like, you know, I'm that chick. Okay, well, men say I'm that chick. Or I'm like she says here. It, it, she lives, she says, I live in the same world as you. Don't use a word limited to a specific group. Not the N-word, not the B-word. I mean, come, I am, she says, she, I am so sick and tired of hearing I am a boss-ass bitch. Why not something like I am a badass woman? I am an empowered woman. Why can't you say that? Why would you use I'm a boss ass bitch when you could replace it with so many other positive words? Why would you use that? Why? Because that is the new, that is the thing. That is the trending thing. It's on, it's printed on shirts for Christ's sakes. And there'll be, here's another crazy thing. There will be some people, I've seen women who wear a shirt that says queen, blessed, black, beautiful right but when they start talking if you piss them off and they start talking it's like the words on that shirt just melted off <laughs> it's like they just melted off and the only word that was left there was black all the other words just drizzled off the shirt and it's like look first of all you don't need a shirt to represent who you are you don't need to label yourself to tell people who you are. They should know by looking at you that you're a queen. They should know by looking at you that you're a boss. They should know by looking at you that you're beautiful. Regardless of your size, regardless of your cup, skin color, any of that. They should know exactly what type of person you are just by looking at you. Even when you speak, we're going to get on that as well. Even when you speak, they should know immediately. You don't have to wear it on a shirt. And the shirt, the place where you got that shirt from is owned by a Korean. 
that's what's funny. You buy a shirt that says Queen Black, Queen Blessed, blah, blah, I'm this, I'm a boss ass bitch. And you know who owns that shop? The Koreans own it. They get those shirts mass, mass produced over in Korea for nothing. Or you can actually you can do it here too. I know in LA, you can go down to the garment district over there and they have warehouses with lines of sewing machines and there's Mexicans in there sewing that shit up, ran by a Korean and sold to black people. I've seen, I'm, I've seen it. I know clothes. I, I know clothing of people who have made clothing, fuck clothing, third rail, all those cats. I used to hang out with them. I know exactly how to. That-